Jessica, Mariam, Amber, Leah, your girl Noelle, and I'm Joy, and we are the Ladies of Misperceptions. Alright, so we back guys. What's up y'all? Hey. hey! His Perceptions is back in the building as well. What's up gentlemen? This is terrible. <laughs> Why? What is wrong with y'all? Y'all, y'all voices need to portray and carry itself. I got an eight now. Right? <laughs> got an eight now. I know, right? Got some belly fools now. It's time to go to nap time. Anyway, alright. So, here we are. Episode seven. Wow. All the isms. Where's it going to be talking about? Racism, colorism, sexism, all of them. Those are the big ones, but we're going to talk about all of them. So we're going to start our topic here or episode here off with a segment called Run That Back. These are like things that make you say like, wait, hold up. What? What just happened? Kind of thing. So yeah. So for this episode, I asked the panel here and the ladies, what is the craziest ism you have encountered? Who wants to start us off? Joy, why you look like that? Like you about to just bust out laughing. (laughs) (laughs) So long story short, we had some soda guys, and yeah, you got to excuse us. These are these are poppy pop pop (laughs) poppy. So they legitimately are trying not to burp. I know. I, my mine's came out already, so I'm good. This episode. I'm still thirsty, so I'm asking. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So anyway, who wants to start us off? What's the craziest one y'all experienced? Why are you looking at me? I thought you had something to say. No. <laughs> well, I'll go ahead and start this one off with a story. Um. So I work at a restaurant part-time in the summertime, right? And there was a young, uh, maybe high school age woman at the job um, who was doing the salads. And during our shift, money went missing. And so this young woman was white. um, And in our kitchen are Spanish and Haitian workers, right? And then myself. And that's all of the color that's in the restaurant. Um, (laughs) That's all the color you're going to get. All the color that's in there. So, when the money went missing, instantly, she assumed that one of us had taken the money. Oh. Um, and I couldn't understand why she was so, like, hell-bent on it being someone of color. Um, when there's a restaurant full of workers and customers, um, it really could have been anybody. Or maybe it just went missing, whatever. Um, and so, when she kept, she would, like, follow me around. Saying, you know, oh. like, insisting that I, you know, took it or that someone else. And me being the Christian woman that I am today. <laughs> <laughs> she just had to put that out there. I had to put that out there because the Lord know I done changed. <laughs> Noelle a couple years ago would not have handled it the same. Um, so I asked her after she kept, at first I was ignoring her, but then I asked her. I said, you know, why is it that you are so convinced that one of us could have taken the money? And no lie, she said, I, all right, I'm racist. Oh. Oh. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay, boo. Now, right, yeah. <laughs> loud and proud, honey, loud and proud. 
So, you know, I gave her a few facts of life um, about the way she was feeling and how it was just inappropriate and, you know, obnoxious and ridiculous. Um, and then, you know, it might have been a little loud, you know, maybe I got a little loud, but I did not, you know, get disrespectful okay. or on her level. But I, at a certain volume, <laughs> let her know what needed to be said at that point in time. And so she was fired the next day by management. But, um, wow, you know, she was 17 years old walking around with this kind of thinking. Like, oh, she was 17. 17. Mm-hmm. 17. So, I mean, it's obviously something that she wow. learned in the household or whatever. But, I mean, she felt like she was, it was okay to just come out right and say it. Like, you know, this is what it is. This is why I think you took it and da 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 So, um, I thought that was just crazy because no one's ever really been bold enough to say it to my face. Um, so, that was the craziest ism that I've experienced in the last. 12 months. I'm just shocked that this is so young. Like 17. You have your whole life ahead of you. And I think she even wanted to go into the army. I'm like, oh God, they're going to run in this whole She's going to have to meet a whole lot of different type of people there. Yeah. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Like, and I'm nice. Now, when you look at somebody else and freaking said that, who's the same? They're not going to knock your head off because. Like I said, if that was two years ago, her face would have been on the floor. But instead, oh. I, don't know, I don't know what I go to is a throat punch. So she, well, she was right here with me. I was like, eye to eye. But I didn't feel like, obviously, I, I didn't want to hurt her. I wanted to teach her. Because okay. you, you did wrong. You know what I'm saying? So, but yeah, that was, that was, that was my craziest ism. Yeah, that's crazy. I don't, I don't even know. I'm just thinking about it. I, that's what I'm saying. I'm just like, I feel like, what? wait. Well, first of all, it's a 17-year-old. 17. Yeah, I would have lost my whole... I don't think I got anything to top that. Like, you haven't even experienced life at all. (laughs) Right. You don't even have a diploma yet. And this is is what you're walking around? Girl, you got some things to learn. (laughs) And I'm going to teach you. (laughs) This is part one. And I'm nice about it. But I'm saying, like, someone else is not going to be... You know, not at all. Wow. I don't even know. Like, I'm just stuck on, like, the whole thing. Like, she's 17. 17. Well, that reminds me of that girl that went down. She was from Jersey. She went down to, like, South Carolina or Arkansas or something. She went on. She got drunk with her friends, and she went on a racist rant. And. I remember that. Yeah, it was just recent. It was, like, within the last six months or so. And she ended up getting kicked out of school. Oh, and, I, I, I vaguely remember that. Yeah, yes. and she had to come back home, and it was just like, yo, you just ruined your whole entire life for Snapchat and I Fireball. That. <laughs> like, yeah. That's you terrible. Fireball? No. I, Jack Fire is a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Mm. I, 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 I lost what just happened. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> And I'm mad they had like the whole oh, okay. <laughs> like the yeah, whole understanding in that whole conversation. And like bloop bloop. Right. Like I'm I'm thoroughly confused. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, anybody else have one? Nobody else? I have because I, I want to consider them crazy. I don't think. No. Okay. It doesn't have to necessarily be crazy, but, you know, I feel like all of them, are, regardless yeah. of it, is crazy yeah. at the end of the day. 
I have one. Go ahead, Amber. Well, I used to work retail, oh. and um, somebody came up to me. I was working the register, and she wanted me to ring up her clothes, but she didn't want me to touch her clothing. What? Yes. So I rang up the clothes. I did all that. But when I put it, was going to put it in the bag, do not, I don't want you touching my clothing. I, at first, I didn't understand. I was like, what, wait, what do you mean? Not touch your clothing. I'm confused because, like, wait, isn't the tags attached to the clothing? So did, did you pick it up by literally the tag? Well, and like... it was a good thing that um, at first I was like, it didn't click to me that, like, I don't know. I was just was like in complete shock. Like, you don't want me to touch your clothing. Why are you coming to my register? First of all. Right, right. <laughs> I would have been like, the next person can go in front of me. Yes. Like, and second of all, I just was not clearly getting it until after the fact. I was like, oh, okay. Maybe I do get it. Like, I got it in the moment, but I was still like kind of in shock, like processing. Why are you coming to my register? She didn't say anything about right. why. But I understood. She was older as well. So I don't know. That was something. And in this in this store that I worked at, you wrap the clothes in a tissue paper. Okay. So luckily, I had a tissue paper to put it in a bag. <laughs> I was what? like, after I'm like, why did I even do that? I should have just been like, but goodbye. But I was so in shock mm -hmm. that somebody would even, you know, do that. So that's my story. Yeah. I What? That's weird. Well, man, you're right. washing your clothes anyway. <laughs> right. That's why you're putting it on. Yeah. The look on Noelle's face right now. She is disgusted. She is thoroughly disgusted. Disgusted. <laughs> that is yeah. crazy to me. Mm -hmm. I have never heard of that. Okay, that one, that's up there. That That's definitely one of the craziest things that I've heard. Like, what? How am I supposed to, how am I supposed to give you a service? Like, you know what? Fine. I don't want to touch your clothes. Like, what? I would have... Swooped them all, all, all Girl, off to the side. Like, mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> a hanger. <laughs> <laughs> or get loud. Oh, you want me to touch your clothes? Uh oh. <laughs> you would have made a whole scene. Okay, <laughs> doll. Shame her. Yeah. Shame. 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 Scarlet letter <laughs> on you. Like, what? Anybody else have one? Jamal, you look like you about to talk. Right. Yeah, I do. Oh, <laughs> I mean, oh, Lord. Well, I was working for this um this company that re repaired like abandoned homes and stuff like that. Okay. Right? And um, me and my brother were the only black guys there. And, um, you know, one day, the guys there, they, they were cool. Until one day, it was just me and this one guy. And we went in this house to repair in Trenton. And um, when you go there, you just see the... You look around and see what they have. Because you're throwing everything out. Mm -hmm. And he's looking at, on the bookshelf. And there's a book that's, that says Negro Apprentice. Mm -hmm. And I don't know why. He grabs the book. And he puts it on my chest like, here you go. This oh! is for you. Oh, no. Yeah, oh. I was like, what? Uh, I looked at the book. I looked at him, and then um, I was about to, like, this is when I was, like, coming to, getting close to the guy, so I was like, so I asked him, come outside, or? What should I do? I was in shock, so I just, 
I stepped out for a second. I was thinking about what I was going to say to him. And I was just in shock. Like, what? <laughs> you probably outside pacing that. Wait, did he, like, say something? Like, when he gave that to you, like, he just, like, put it in your chest and was like, that's for you? And yeah. that's it? Like, there was no, like, ha, ha, ha. Like, he, he probably was trying to be funny, but, mm-hmm. I mean, it's a racist joke, but he probably was trying to be funny. Yeah, yeah like, what? That's the only story that He was just known to be, like, a, a cruel joker, like, yeah. the, in the job. Oh, like, that dark humor kind of thing? Yeah. Oh. But, you know, that time, oh, man. <laughs> God yeah. was working on me. I took that book and threw it at the back of his head. But... <laughs> Thank you for providing me with a weapon. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and a reason to throw it. <laughs> That's crazy. I would be. Oh, I don't even. Yeah, I would have thrown that book at the back of his head. I'm sorry. Mm-mm. Anybody else have one? No? I don't have any crazy stories. Like, you hear little comments and stuff. Uh-huh. You, sometimes when you're around groups of people that usually I judge people off for like like things they say, you be like, oh, this person hasn't been around certain environments or certain mm-hmm. people. <laughs> so that's, how they, feel, that's yeah. how they feel comfortable talking like this. Like, right. So, like, I don't have anything. I never had experience like, sh- like blatant racism, like straight directed toward me. But like I said. Really? Like, not directed, not directed at me, but I've seen like, like I said, people make comments or they say certain things like, like, but like I said, like I said, like I used to work out in Panera Bread in Middletown a few years ago, and some of the younger white white kids they would make comments. I remember uh, this one girl, she was like, she was like, she basically did like a color colorism thing, which is crazy because you see, I see a lot of black people do this, but she was white and she was like. How she was saying how lighter skinned women it usually looks better than darker skinned women. Oh. Like she basically spelled it out like that. I was like, I was looking like what the heck? <laughs> but she was so comfortable in saying it, mm-hmm. and I was just like, I, I was like, I, I was in shock like Jamal and you know Amber said, but it's like what the heck? Okay, interesting. Well, we're talking colorism. Uh oh. All throughout high school, I hated when springtime came around because. All throughout high school, it would be a whole bunch of white girls, some of my friends, some of my, weren't my friends, and they walk up, oh, I'm, the same, I'm almost the same color as you. I hate that. I hate that. Oh, that was so annoying. I am just like, girl. first of all, you're still not my color. <laughs> right. Not even close. I hate that. <laughs> you know what? People do, I, and I hate that because like I have, like in, I guess you say in the hospitals, like, Patience, like I get it, you're sick, I get it, but don't comment like, oh, your skin color, oh, I wish I had that, but mm-hmm. I have to work for that. Ma'am! <laughs> I just thought of something. Go ahead, Noel. At my company that I work for now, right? It was my first Christmas party with this company. So, of course, alcohol is in the mix, we're out of the office, things are going to get a little sketchy. And it's my first time. So, I'm the only young and black person at my job. Um, and one of the owner's wives, I think a song was playing, it was on the dance floor. Okay. Now, when I'm at these events, I do a very simple two-step. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't trying to blow out the water, just a little something, and that's it. This no. lady comes up to me, grabs me by the hand. I think it was um, J-Lo, Let's Get Loud was on. Oh, Lord. Oh, God. And I'm, I got a little cumin in me, too, but she don't even know that. 
<laughs> she so, grabs me by the hand. She goes, oh, I know you can dance. Twirls me around. Now, I'm, now this is the owner's wife. And I'm looking at her. And I ain't had enough champagne to not know what that means, ma'am. So you came up to me with that type of statement because I'm black. And you just assume that I know how to dance. Because it's like 20 of us on the dance floor. You didn't go up to anybody else. And you don't know me from a kid of paint. This is your first time meeting me. Mm-hmm. That's the same thing like when you're working somewhere and like unfortunately you're like the only black person and then somebody like they use you as like the token black person to yes. know everything that yes. is the lingo. Well, what does that mean? I don't know, man. Why don't you tell me? Because I don't know what it means either. Girl. Why are you asking me? Well, you could have asked Sally over here. You could have asked Becky with the good hair. What's up? Why are you asking me? Girl. Somebody told me something was a bop. At work. <laughs> <laughs> When they talk with our lingo, I look at them like they stupid. I'm like, what does that mean? <laughs> I ain't talking like that with you. Or yeah, or or they feel comfortable enough to talk like that with you. Like you like I hear you had a conversation over there. You had a conversation with homegirl over there. Oh, you had a conversation with your girls over there. I hear you talk like that. Why you guys talk like that with me? Yeah, you come to be as a bop. Right. right. No, we ain't bopping nowhere. <laughs> okay. I'm going to bop your head and you see you, yourself in the head. That's what I'm going to do. Right. You can bop that. Talk to me like that. What's wrong with you? Girl. It's a, it's a nice song. <laughs> <laughs> that thing. But yeah, I, I can't with some people. And I, and I know like in the medical field as well, people like, uh, like as a sexism thing, like they think like all nurses are women. And I'm like, no, there's a, he's a male nurse. Like, Ew, why? Like, what? Wait, what? <laughs> Just because it was like that, like, in the 1920s, does not mean mm-hmm. that in 2020, it's that there are no male nurses. Like, I'm not understanding. So, yeah. <sighs> that was a good conversation. Mm-hmm. I feel like mm-hmm. now, my, my, now my blood is boiling because, yeah, like, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to, like, <laughs> oh, I got your box. <laughs> <laughs> Sis, what? <laughs> okay. Yeah. I got you. <laughs> She assumed I like a boogie. <laughs> oh, shoot. Or, or then when they assume they, yeah, right. When they, when you hear a song that, or they want to know what a certain dance is and they come to you. Like, yes. Did mm-hmm. you ask, did you ask your girls over there? Because yeah. you, you just. Maddie uh, might know it. Right. Not Marco. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I can't with people sometimes. But anyway, uh, so we got to come down from this because now, like, now I'm like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. hot. Like, I'm ready to, like, just dive into this conversation because this is just, this is just a lot. But anyway, so speaking of, like, being, you know, Christian and all the other good stuff, uh, topic at hand to this today is, you call it, you, uh, so, I had said to the group to prepare today was that you can't call yourself a Christian and contain any ounce of an ism, or can you? Is there a fine line between the isms and the Christian walk? And where is the line drawn? So where that came from was because I heard of a story of, um, I feel like in the times that we live in now where we have Trump supporters and, you know, uh, democracy and all that good stuff and how this president has stirred up so much racism and hate and all that other good stuff, um, you kind of see it in church now. Where, like, there's lines drawn because, like, there's certain things that are happening and it's okay in that sense because they, because of, I guess you could say, their political views or their worldviews or whatever the case may be. But yet, in the Christian realm, like, you're in church and we're having these conversations and now it's, like, is it not okay or is it okay? Or why are we having these conversations in, in church or why are you 
portraying these views out here as if it's okay and you're calling yourself a Christian. Mm. So I, I struggled with that because I'm just like, do you not hear what you're saying? Joy looks like she about to go off. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's, it's a matter of like, do you not understand what, you, what, like what you're saying and how problematic that really is? And even if you're calling yourself a Christian, like, what does the Bible say about that? Like, we are literally hearing the same sermon, reading the same Bible, but you still feel that you need to be, you need to make racist comments or not realize that, like, your view is super racist, like, or super sexist or um, your, your, the colorism in it. Like, do you not understand that? Like, it, it bothers me. Does it bother anybody else? Absolutely. You going to expound? No. Um. All right. Well, then, Joy. I know we had this conversation. I'm gonna behave this episode. Oh. Oh no, we're not gonna act. We're not gonna act right now. This is a real conversation. Everybody, actually, you know what? This and this conversation came from. Um, I think somebody commented and wanted to know a little bit more about this on our page, if I'm not mistaken, when we were preparing for the season. So, we're going to talk about it, y'all. I'll talk. I'm just going to behave. <laughs> okay. Well, what is your experience? Because uh, I know we had this conversation and we were, like, super heated about this. Yes. Hmm. Um, I thoroughly disagree with anyone who is a 45 supporter I'm gonna no. I'm gonna back away from that statement. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I I get bothered by it because when you look at the foundation of what Jesus stood for, it was love. Mm-hmm. It wasn't. He didn't call it social justice. So when you have a leader who spouts racism and sexism and a total disregard for the words that he says to people about people um and then he claims himself as a christian with no evidence but okay um (laughs) and you support him i have a problem with that because it goes against everything that you read about in the bible of who jesus was exactly i'm looking at you crazy i'm looking at you side-eyed because now i'm like (laughs) I'm telling. I'm expressing to you what is going on in my life um, as a mixed minority or seen as black woman in this country, and you're you either are okay with everything that's going on or you're disregarding it as if mm-hmm. nothing's there. I can't stand that. And if you're disregarding it, I still want nothing to do with you. Yeah, but like, I, and I hate that, and I hate that because at the same time, it's like this is in the church, mm-hmm. like where. We're supposed to be, um, I guess you could say, mirrors of God. We're supposed to, you know, show love, be loved, just as, like Jesus made us in his image, like, or God made us in his image. So why is it that there's such a conflict there? Like, why is it that y'all don't, like, y'all see this as okay? Like, for instance, when you see, um, I guess you could say blatant disrespect um, towards your brother and sister, but you find that okay, on the outside like why why do you find that okay why is it not a problem or do you see that there's a problem in that rhetoric why do you feel like it's okay for somebody to speak to your brother or sister in christ any type of way that that's my whole thing 
like what is what is what is the the rationale my thing is i don't understand why people don't get that jesus died for everyone everyone not just because you go to church every sunday and bible study every wednesday or whatever or whatever your church decides to have but bible study it he died for the palestinian he died for the mexican that's trying to get cross over into the border mm-hmm. for a better life. He died for everyone. Right. There was no caveat to that. Right. And people expect that they will automatically be called his own just because they say they're a Christian. And it's it's heartbreaking. Right. And even if they have those conversations where it's like, oh yeah, well Jesus was white. Like, <laughs> wait, huh? what? Nah. No, he had a hint of tint. <laughs> hint of tint. No. I like that. <laughs> Listen, that's what that's that. These are things that runs through my mind. I'm sorry, y'all. He had a hint of tint, and that's my that is what I'm sticking to, and that's what. And then you have like people that be like, oh well, it's black Jesus. Okay, sure. <laughs> if if that's what you want, that's cool. Whatever. But at the same time, yes, he might have. He he is all of these things, or whatever the case may be. But <laughs> At the end of the day, you not treating everybody else the mm-hmm. same way that you as you viewing Jesus. If you see if you viewing Jesus as black Jesus, okay, cool. Then treat black people the same way that you treat white people or everybody or everybody. That that's what it is at the end of the day. And I just don't understand. Like I guess you could say, why do we have these habitual line crossers in church that find this okay? Anybody else have experienced any of those questions besides me and Joy? <clears throat> Um, well, even outside of the church, too, I find that a lot of people feel like, I don't want to make it about 45. No, no. I'm just using him as a prime example because, like Joy said, he is a self-proclaimed Christian at Mm -hmm. some point. And even, even his vice president, self-proclaimed Christian, like, wait, what? Like, that's not Christian values at the end of the day. So, go ahead. Sorry. Finish it. No, I was going to say that some people, I guess they talk themselves into supporting him being okay because certain attributes mm-hmm. or things that he's about. Mm-hmm. Not the negative. Mm-hmm. But if, if the negative is who he is and his, that's what he pushes forward, like, you're kind of supporting it all because that, mm-hmm. that's who he is. You, you right. can't split him up. He's a whole person and it comes mm-hmm. with a lot. You know, there's no, you know, you can't pick, there. you can't pick and choose right. what you like. Right. right. Because you, at the end of the day, it's either you're going to take half, you can't take half the package. You got to take the whole the package. Whole the whole package. And yeah. like where I feel like uh, we as Christians should draw the line at is that like if, the, if you're experiencing this in church and, you know, sometimes it goes with doctrine, like what people are preaching about. Um, there's a problem. There's a problem with how you, how I'm viewing. Me and you went to a uh a, a kind of a sit down conversation about that. You remember that, Leah, when he was talking about um if you he was like his son like pretty much it was a black preacher and he yes. was talking about his son with a white like his white counterpart yes. and the white counterpart only saw the one side of it and he was like, well now I'm looking at you as a preacher. I'm speaking to you like you're a preacher. I'm a preacher. We're both Christians. 
yes, we're different colors, but how do you not see the wrong in what was happening to my son? Yeah, he's like, now I'm looking at you crazy because everything you're saying is not lining with my Bible says. Like, there's something wrong mm-hmm. with this picture. Or and what my struggle was at that certain point in time. So I feel like, yeah, I, I think people are justified in looking at people differently or acting differently towards people, um, Christian or non-Christian, who have those views. Do you guys agree? I, I also think, because you hit it, I think a lot of people don't want to address it. It's like they just want to, like, sweep it under the rug. Right. No, this is a huge issue. And then don't look at people crazy when they say it's a problem. Like, no, we have to we have to put these things out there. We have to talk about it. Right. And even if it's a value that you hold yourself, like, how do you how do you justify that as sound doctrine in your in your life knowing what Jesus stood for, like Joy said from before? I mean, do you gentlemen have any of those like things? Have you guys experienced um, any of that? I don't want to say I experienced it too much. Um, I don't follow politics too too heavy. Like I just my interest in it is very like very little. But I think to Amber's point, where she was saying how everything mixes in, mm-hmm. I think some people for them politics it becomes their religion more so than mm-hmm. even if they call themselves a Christian, it might be like twenty twenty five percent Christian and the politics <laughs> takes yeah. up everything the else. Yeah. So it's like a warped version of it. So they kind of. It's hard for them to like incorporate Christianity as a whole because mm-hmm. their politics, whatever their views are, it kind of takes over that. So they got this like this weird mixed bag going on. So I think that's that's really what it is. And they don't want to give the they you know people cling on to their views like that. So they don't want to just give it up. They don't want to acknowledge you know what they're leaving out. Right. I feel like and that this is where I guess you can say that whole church and state kind of thing, yeah. where that line is always i guess you could say it's it's a moving line as to like oh well how much church am i going to put into this or how much state or i guess you say culture on the other side of it or politics or whatever the case may be how much is that how that is going to be um put into whatever the situation is is at hand do you got what about you jamal i feel like you you about to speak uh, <laughs> no not too much like uh i haven't had like too much of an experience or thoughts of the same thing um, Which is surprising to me because I think that you guys would get it more than like women would. Mm-hmm. And yes, that's a sexist remark. I'm sorry, guys. Politics is just like, I just like, I only know the surface level stuff. I don't really follow it. I don't get too deep in it. Like personally, when I look at like world leaders and presidents and stuff like that, like I know that's all, that position is always going to be there. And when mm-hmm. 45 is done, it's going to be somebody else. So. Personally, I, I come from a viewpoint of not necessarily looking at, uh, you know, our world leaders as, like, a necessarily a moral standard. You mm-hmm. would like them to have better morals, and you would like them to share views, but I know... He has that's no just, morals. None. Yeah. I'm just, <laughs> None. I'm just saying, his moral is himself. Yeah, I don't, look, I don't look to them for that. So, right. Well, like what I said, about, it's like, nice to have it, but, like, I just... Just being, like, a realist, I guess... You know, to put it all in a nutshell, it's like I understand that's just not going to be the case a lot of the time. So right. So outside of like, I guess you could say viewing them as a what? What about like? I'm not saying like it is your past, but like what about like a pastor or something like that? Because like, like a pastor is different. Um, that's a little more closer to home, but um, uh, like I so I would so speak from there. That's okay. Uh, well, 
where I'm at now is more multicultural than when I grew up in. I right. was mostly black church, uh, black church, so and those have their own special set of circumstances sometimes. Mm-hmm. But like, um, I don't know. I don't hear too many political views. Too okay. Much at this point, so it's just or I'm like not. racist remarks, or how like somebody would like view. I guess you could say racism instead of. Um, it being from a sense of the or the moral code of the Bible kind of thing, like you never experience any of that. See, being sexist again, I really feel like y'all y'all would have hit it before, like more so than like I guess you can say like women would only because um, I feel like men are more prone to like those kinds of aspects than women. So yes, I'm being super sexist right now. <laughs> Um, but yeah, like, no, yes, maybe. Well, men usually, when we disagree, we don't, we don't really try to change the other. Like, if he disagrees with me, I'll just let him. That's how I believe. The same way. Whatever. I'm going to stand where I'm at. You're going to stand where he's at. And okay. we don't understand that. And I don't got to look at him, talk to him. I'm going to stand over there. You know what I mean? And that's, that's pretty much how it is. But I, you know. Bounce off of um, Amber and Darrell, I think it's more like um, Daryl. Daryl. <laughs> <laughs> Darrell's my R.D. name. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. You know what I mean? I think it's more so um, people can people can gain a lot of knowledge and a lot of stuff, but if you don't know how to apply it into your real life, then it's just something that you know. So I think people, they know the religion and they know politics and how they they operate in real life. Most of the time, they have to operate in politics more so with maneuvering in their life. Mm. So they mm. go to church on Sundays, but after that, they're in the real world, and they got to maneuver through that the best way they know how. So they don't know how to blend the knowledge and live your life that way, and that's where the moral comes from. And right. that's what I don't think people are... Uh, so it's like an imbalance of one, because like you're yeah. in the church atmosphere, mm-hmm. you're like, oh, okay, like, you know This is something I, I do on then they leave church. It's like church is here, and then they leave church, and in the real world, they got to deal with Trump, they got to deal with this, they got to figure out how to survive. And then someday they're back, oh, I'm good now. <laughs> I'm in my safe space. So, yeah, you know. Okay. So how, how, do, how do y'all maneuver through that? How do y'all deal with that? Are y'all the same? Are you, do you guys, I guess you could say, in this sense, the same way? Like, I'm kind of like one way in church where I have this one, like, uh, I guess you could say, view or maneuvering in one view and then like when you go into the real world okay it's like okay now i gotta deal with all of these isms coming at me at the same time do you deal with it in a in a sense that you deal with it in like a cultural like of what you've learned from before or do you deal with it in like the christian view where it's like you know take a deep deep breath don't noelle's like mm, girl yeah i'd have prayed on the toilet at work <laughs> So many times. Okay. God knows me well. <laughs> so, do, go ahead. I say it's more so, um, you know, a lot of people, they go crazy trying to change the world, but you can only change the people that you're around. So mm. I focus on, you know, my family, my friends, and we have these talks. And when I go outside, like, you know, I'm, I'm more of a listener, so I can listen to somebody talking and then I understand them and I'm like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not talking to him about that subject. So, you know, it really don't bother me. I feel like I'm prepared mentally for any situation. If it comes up, if somebody hits me with politics, I can talk to them without having to reveal too much of me, just listening. And when you listen, you can interpret how you want to, you know, 
go how you want to respond by protecting yourself at the same time right i'm glad you actually brought that up because that's actually something that we're going to talk about later in the season is um actually what you're saying is actually discernment of of how you're going to be able to what what you're going to say and how you're going to react to that situation or if you're even going to engage in it so i think that's awesome actually it's more so you know to make sure you know amber and brielle are protected we talk about this stuff so right they don't get flustered because you can get frustrated working at them jobs. People don't understand your coaches. Like back when I had the hair, you know, I, I got a lot of weed questions. Like, hey, bro, you know what I mean, and them dreads. It, 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 it never bothered me because I was already mentally, I already was prepared for this type of things. I know what the world views that as. Mm. You know what I mean, so instead of, I, I don't just open the door like, hey, world, accept me. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I already know. I already know what they what they think of if I wear this, if I wear that, if I look like this, if I talk like this, if I if I use this slang. I already know what you're gonna think. So that's just where where my comfort zone is. I just I know who I am, and I'm only gonna give you what I feel you need to get. You know what I'm saying? Right. You know what's funny is that you actually bring up like hair. And we have hairism as well mm-hmm. <laughs> with how you wear your hair. Yeah, that was word. It's not. I just made it up. Oh. <laughs> Hashtag, like Hashtag new one. I said it first. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, no, but um, they have they have this whole culture thing about hair and how you deal with hair, and we see it a lot now, especially mm-hmm. with like refs being like, oh, you um, with that kid that was supposed to cut, cut his locks off, mm-hmm. um, or he Ooh, had a forfeit match. match. If I was his um, parents, there was a more recent one um, where they were telling him to cut his hair because. Um, I forgot what it was. He couldn't walk. I know what you're talking about. He couldn't walk graduation. He couldn't walk graduation, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was actually two. two. Yeah. Okay. I took a picture with his family. They all had, I think they almost all of them had dreads. Like, that's all. Okay. Like, after the incident happened, and it was like, I'm like, all right, deuces, man. My <laughs> right. I know, I know I get a lot of that at, at work sometimes because they're, they're like, I had my hair in braids, and then I had my hair, I don't remember how else I had my hair. I think it was in twists. Or something like that, and the guy goes, ha, 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 ha. "You always come in here with a different hairstyle." I'm like, "Ants." I get that all the time. I'm like, "That's right, keeping y'all on y'all toes." <laughs> <laughs> that's a good. That's a good answer. You know what? I'm gonna come back with that that's next right. time. I'll be like, "Okay, hit them with it." Because I just walk away. Like, Excuse me. <laughs> I'm gonna talk about that when she going to work. Like she, she'll have the one style. Then the next day, she'll be like, "You be changing your hair all the time." Or they'll be like, "Oh, well, how, how, how did your hair grow so long, <laughs> girl? You know how it grew. It's it's not mine. Like <laughs> right? I'm sorry." They get satisfaction yeah, like to hear you say it though. It's like yeah, yeah. they keep yeah, asking. Yeah, yeah. They want you to oh, say yeah, it. Like you don't know oh, it's not mine. Right? It's not. <laughs> no, Sue, it ain't. I'm gonna snap your neck. Keep playing with me. <laughs> but no, it, it, it gets annoying and it, it even gets more annoying like, you know, when you have a conversation with another black woman, you know, at work and you have to like figure out like, oh, I want braids, but oh, I wanted to add like a henna blonde, but like, can I go too long? Can I add color? How will people view me? Girl. No, get your blonde, get it to your booty <laughs> and just keep moving. Like, <laughs> you know, you're still professional. Wait, can you like... Rephrase that because that just sounds so weird. Oh, wait, I know what you meant. There might be somebody out there that'd be like, Get your baby, but you know, it's things that like black women have to, you know, 
talk to each other about like how long can we get our braids can we get blonde you know how will we, will we be viewed is this professional enough mm-hmm. and I feel people like, born with blonde hair get over it <laughs> and you know it's not even, we're not even talking about like wild colors you know like blue purple it's like Natural basic, hair. yes. You know, we're well, questioning. Colors. We're questioning. Yeah. Can we do this? Mm-hmm. You know, should I do it? Mm-hmm. Is it just a summer look when I'm on vacation and then mm-hmm. I'll just take it right out? Yeah. I've had people that had their hair and maybe like the the faux locks had mm-hmm. it in and then got a call for an interview. Now you paid all that good mm-hmm. money. You got your hair out. done. Mm-hmm. Now you now you you've literally taken your hair out because you're afraid of how these the people backlash. are going to view mm-hmm. you. Are you going to get this job? Right. You know what's funny is that actually I've done that before where mm-hmm. I had to think about it. I'm like, okay, I applied to this job, that job, this job, that job. Okay, cool. Don't go to this interview looking how you're looking. But I'm like, but wait, I'm going to go to work if I get the job looking how I'm looking. So they're going to take all this. See, that's the mentality that you got to get your foot in the door. I think that's a realistic way. Because, like, I mean, you can't always have everything. So you got to like know where you can draw the but like now but now that bothers me because it's like why do i have to have these thoughts but nobody else has to i have to i have to to get my door and then when i get in after my 90 days you get the real me right nah come on what about you jamal because you got dreads um yeah i do get the comments about like you know you have the weed. <laughs> Where do we have? Where do we have? I got five on it. <laughs> Lord, 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 Lord. But besides that, that's it. Like I haven't really had um, like any trouble with jobs and stuff like that. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I've yeah. never had that. Well, it just doesn't happen for some reason. What about y'all with beards? Beard? No, some places they don't want your beard to be too close for they do. It depends on your job, really. Like with your hair, like hair length. Sometimes beard length is a is an issue too. I know military. Like after your first few years, you can't have a long beard, or you gotta cut cut your hair a certain way. But it depends on your job, really. Like if you're in a professional environment, then they don't want your beard trimmed. Like you gotta look presentable. So if you got a super to long beard, exactly. Like, to their standards, so I was like, what is what is presentable? Exactly, exactly. Right. I mean, for men, usually. Kind of across the board besides dreads. Yeah. Some places they don't probably don't want dreads, but as far as beards, facial hair, and that stuff, it's kind of the same for everybody. Like men, black and white, but uh, long hair. That's long. If you got long hair, dreads, or long straight hair, like I said, it probably depends on your job. Yeah, because hmm. sometimes it's safety wise. Yeah, you know, I mean, if you work in the machinery, having long hair, you know, can you be know, dangerous. One of those videos, <laughs> stuff like that. You know what I mean? Exactly. <laughs> Okay, Daryl, with the sound effects. They show those accident videos if you do like construction stuff. Like, they be fake, but it's funny at the same time. Like, some guy. Doesn't it mostly be with black people, though? What? what? Those videos, those safety videos. Because I'm good. I'm a white guy. Really? Not a white dude just falling off a ladder or getting. What I'm talking about with the hair specifically. Is it creamy? Yeah, that's crazy. It's a white guy. Most of the time it's white yeah. I, I barely see black people. Okay, I'm happy about that. That's all I gotta say. That's all. I'm happy. I think it's more so just protecting, just knowing what to expect in the world. I mean, a lot of people go out with the hope the world's gonna accept them. I mean, you should go out like, I don't care what they think, you know. I'm rocking without them. I'm doing what I'm doing. 
And I always thought like that since I was younger. I never did. <laughs> Ever. Never. I think you have to find your place, I guess, too. Like, like I said, certain jobs is different. Like, like if you work in, like, if you got one of those jobs you on television or MTV or something, like, they probably more lenient in how you dress and how you wear because they want personality. But if you, like, in a business environment, they want kind of everybody to be, like, droids, basically. Everybody got to look the same or dress the same. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I never really... I never really had a job that, or went on an interview thinking like I need this job. It was more like, you know, they don't, they don't want me. It's another one out there. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, I like I'll put the so, shirt and tie on, but yeah, that's about it. That's about it. But I, you know, there, there's a couple of trucking companies where you you're not allowed to have beards or you gotta have a buzz cut. And I seen oh. that application. I said, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, didn't I, mean, I didn't. I didn't need that job. There, there was plenty of other ones. So I mean, I, I never really. I never really went in a job feeling that pressure because I'm like, you know, I don't care. I just go and go somewhere else. Gotcha. I'm expecting some nonsense on Tuesday because I just got my braids done. <laughs> 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 oh, look at this. Oh, a little color too. Wow. How long did it take? <laughs> it's coming. <laughs> Yo, you are so upset right now. It's annoying. <laughs> I totally get it. I was like, what's your haircut, Sue? I don't quite kick <laughs> Do you? Has anybody uh, in here, because we're all different shades and colors of black or mixed race or anything like that, has anybody experienced any colorism? Hmm. Mine's more on a joking tip. A lot of a lot of my family is darker than me, so I would get that. You know, I would get a lot of light skin. <laughs> 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 Why are you acting light skin? <laughs> well, clearly over here... Darrell, Darrell, yeah. R&B singer, yeah, that's super light skin. Yeah, my album come out soon. <laughs> <laughs> so you get the light skin jokes? Oh, yeah, I get them real heavy. I, I get them from Amber too. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, my mom's way, my mom is really light. Like, she's like uh, Marion's color. So I'm sure she got it when she was younger. Like, But my grandfather... And her mom, they both is pretty, pretty fair skinned, so she, so she is. But my dad is dark skinned, so I'm like me. I got two brothers, so we're about around the same. And my sister is dark skinned. I'm mad you look at you the skin color. Trying to like, <laughs> 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 where do I, where do I fit in? Anybody else? My feet are white. It's funny because the men, men's colorism and women in in the black community is different, but it's the same. You know, when when you light skin, they always call you pretty boy. When you light skin girl, they always call you pretty girl. But one ours is negative, <laughs> and the other one is you know what I mean. It's like opposite. Yeah, it's, it's like opposites, but it's the same thing. So, a, a light skin girl may not understand that a light skin dude like me. I don't know. I, hate, I hate this feeling sometimes because you always getting, you know, you always you always kind of getting compared to your strength is questioned, all that. I feel the same though as a as a light skinned woman that people take think that I'm not as strong like they perceive me as weak because I'm not as brown skinned. I definitely feel that. Yeah. For sure. And my I'm a twin. My twin brother is brown, and I'm he took all the melanin chat. And I'm and I'm not. And I was, they would joke and say like you know they wouldn't think I was my father's child except we came at the same time. So I had to be you know. 
I used to get that too. I got a dark skinned brother, so I always get questioned. Like, are you sure? That's your name. Somebody dropped you off. What about you, Joy? Well, my first foray into colorism would be Spike Lee's uh, School Days. Mm, I love my favorite movie back in the day. That's a good movie. And I don't think I really paid attention to the colorism until I got older. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, oh, I just dealt with that in school. Like, oh, I deal with this in my own family sometimes. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, it just made the movie feel more real life Mm -hmm. once I I looked at it older, Mm -hmm. when I was older. Um, yeah. Gotcha. You know what? Everything changed probably was in New Jack City. Wesley <laughs> 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 Snipes, man, they're doing it. The West Kid dude hit the yeah. with the sword. Yeah, you got rough for us back then, brother. Yeah, I never liked your pretty blonde anyway. All right, Daryl. But I would change for the West Kid. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they got more street cred. Yeah, Wesley Snipes and whoever else, whoever else came after that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. What about you, Amber? Um, I think I agree with Joy. Like, I didn't really think too much about it till I was older, and I feel like I was more aware of it. Um, I feel like in the media and music industry, mm-hmm. you see it the most like I feel like certain things like if you think look at like TV shows you never see like a couple with a light a lighter skinned guy with a darker skinned girl it's usually the opposite Mm. like how all of those feed into what our relationships are supposed to look like even a chocolate a dark skinned girl with a dark skinned guy like there's always norms of what media can accept Except. It's like a it's like a color aesthetic, like oh well, this milk chocolate. Yes, actually with, with caramel. Compl- yeah, and then their babies <laughs> mm-hmm. will look this way. I yeah, so I feel like that, that. Like you don't realize how strong certain things like that affect your views, or like I think of it more as a, a mother now. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like as a child, like I brushed the racist comments and things like that off pretty easily. It didn't really. Affect, affect me so much like even though it probably did affect me some in some ways like it didn't I didn't take things to heart you know what I mean mm-hmm. so I feel like now that I'm raising a daughter and I'm trying to teach her how to navigate different things and comments and like trying to show her you are beautiful no matter mm, like that's good you are beautiful it doesn't matter what complexion no matter what like hair you have like you don't have to compare yourself you are your own unique person and I noticed that like media like I'm fighting against some of the media things with you know her Mm -hmm. just in some of the ways that she decides like I'm gonna create these characters you know just little things like that I notice how that has so much influence that you really don't realize it so I don't know I like as a mother I feel like I feel it more and I'm like how am I going to continue to navigate and give her all that positive mm-hmm. you know positive self perception 
while battling all of these different things around right. her. It's funny actually that you brought that up because I think as a mom, um, I think it hit me when my daughter came home and said that she wanted straight hair. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, what's wrong with your curly, be- beautiful fro that like I love and I wish I had? Mm-hmm. And she's like, well, everybody else has straight hair. I want straight hair too. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, this is a struggle as I'm like a mom, a single mom down here, just black. We're in a very predominantly white town. So it's like, okay, I didn't, I wasn't prepared for like understanding that aspect of it. And, like, them seeing her as, like, well, she'll come home and be like, oh, yeah, well, I'm brown. And I'm like, wait, where did you get that from? Like, (laughs) Mm -hmm. why are you guys having these conversations at school? Mm -hmm. So I I agree with you. It's hard to try to kind of navigate that. Mary, what about you? Uh, Well, I... Being the Egyptian and Greek over here. Nobody knows where I'm from, so I always have fun (laughs) with that. (laughs) All right. No, people, it's actually really funny because this even happened yesterday. People, uh, I'll meet somebody who's Egyptian, right? I'll know they're Egyptian by their name or accent or something. And I'll ask them, where are you from? Because, you know, you never want to assume. And they'll say Egyptian. I'll be like, oh, me too. And they always give me this dirty look like, she's lying because I don't look Egyptian. So they're Ah. like, they're looking at me. And then I'll I'll have to talk in Arabic for them to believe me. Really? Or say my name in Arabic or something. And then they literally, their face goes from like, like repulsed that someone like lied to them to the happiest person because they just saw met someone else just like them and it's the funniest thing it's just so funny to see i'm people. glad you can laugh about it because yeah. i yeah. would just be like what is going on i mean i know when people see my name and then like for instance <laughs> i will never forget this time uh this lady was calling my there was like a couple of us in there and this lady called my name, and I, I'm assuming she assumed that I was white, and she saw me, and she the face, like her face dropped, and I was like, do I even want to go into this interview right now? Because like just because like you called up my name, and then I walked up there, and you're just like, you're applying to this position, and your resume looks like this, like. Mm-hmm. And then she's asking me these like I just felt like when she was asking me questions, it was just like okay, now you're insulting my intelligence because I can answer all these questions. I can give you rationales behind all these questions. Why are you doing... Like, do you do this with everybody? Because, like, I feel like right now you're doing it just to me. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I don't know. But anyway, yeah. sorry. But I, no, no, no. Um, I don't know. I think I just think it's funny because it's not... I don't feel like they're... I, I don't know. I don't think they actually know. Like, I don't right. think they're looking at me and thinking I'm of a specific... Um, okay. You know, from somewhere else, but they're just thinking not Egyptian, so they think I'm teasing them, especially because I'm asking them first. So, but um, but to go back to what you guys were saying, like I think I never thought too much about like diversity mm. too much since uh, until I was like ten or eleven, because I went to school in a predominantly white school. Mm. And I was the only Egyptian, and there was maybe one other Egyptian. Mm-hmm. It was a very small town. And then when I was 10, I moved somewhere that was uber diverse. Okay. Like, and I was asked all these questions about where I was from and what my faith was. And he pushed me real back. I was like, I didn't, I like, I didn't, I'd never been asked these questions before. Right. And then I literally, I remember going home to my mom and asking her, like, so what do I say? Like, why are wow. they asking all these questions? Right. Like, I've never been asked all these, like, I've never been questioned like that before. Um, 
and it was interesting too because I was in a school with um, with all different religions as well right I went to a school literally all Christians or that's what everybody said they never really mm. talked about any other religion so it was just it's it's I definitely appreciate going being growing up from 10 up in a more diversified school you could you know be yourself but at the same time you learn a lot about what's going on in the world what people think it's not all like rosy and Roses like and rainbows, yeah, yeah everybody's you know, like so nice colored. to each other and mm-hmm. you know accepts one another because they think they're the same and it's yeah. like it's it, it was a real big eye-opener right at that point yeah. it's not all roses and rainbows no. on this, these no. colored streets no. so it's good to learn it young yeah yes. yeah yes it's very important to mm-hmm. learn it young yeah i'm thankful for my mom she definitely taught me like at an early age like love yourself you know mm-hmm. like love your hair your hair is beautiful it doesn't have to be straight mm-hmm. and so i think those are definitely like important things that you have to instill you know especially when you're raising daughters and especially like you know I went to school in Brooklyn for like a short period of time. And even mm-hmm. like at a young age, like preschool, I had like this little girl, she's telling me like, well, you're chocolate and I'm vanilla and vanilla is better. Oh, you know what? I'm not going to lie. When it comes to ice cream, I, I hate that. <laughs> and this was a young age. I am like preschool, you know, preschool, not even first, second grade, preschool. Right. And you're telling me that like, Vanilla is better. Chocolate is disgusting. Mm-hmm. Well, I like vanilla anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I like chocolate. <laughs> so, you know, like just, um, you know, dealing with things like that at such a young age and you have to break down to your child that like, right. you're beautiful, you're black, mm-hmm. is beautiful. Don't let anyone tell you different. You know what I mean? It's just like for a mother to have to go through, you know, explain those things at such a young age. Right. It's like, what about for the men in here? What about your parents? Um, was it different for you guys growing up, having to? I had like a kind of mixed bag a little bit. Um, I was born in Red Bank, New Jersey, and then my dad was in the military at the time, so we moved to Columbus, Georgia, and then eventually to Savannah. So mm-hmm. most of my first few years of school, I was mostly with white kids. So like a lot of my first few friends, most of my first interactions were, were mostly uh, white. And then, then we came, my parents decided to move back to Jersey, so I went to Red Bank Middle School, and then it was just all black in there, so I had to like adjust to that. And then you know they asking you questions why you talk a certain way and things like that. And then I went to Red Bank Regional High School, which is mostly white but a little bit more mixed. So I always had a mixed bag. Um, most of my background is just always being in diverse situations, like whether it be school and even some of my jobs a lot of times. So I always try to accept people from who they are and where they come from. So. I never had any like just straight up blatant like colorism or racism issues. Like like I said, people make comments, and a lot of times I can understand that people have different like upbringings and they're different from you know from mine. Like they don't get to be around certain certain people, so I always try to take that into consideration most of the time. But other that other than that, it's like either some people are ignorant and they just learn later in life, or they just never learn. But that's pretty much. Wait, Daryl hit one that irks my entire I was going to say, is it the talking white? Yes. Girl. <laughs> I was about to say it. I used to get that. And not just, you know, it's one thing, it still hurts my nerve to get it from, you know, people outside. 
But when you get it from family, mm-hmm. it's like or other black individuals that sit there and ask you why you talk black, why you talk white. I'm sitting here like, how do you talk a color? Right. Tell me. I say the same uh-huh. thing. Tell me. Mm-hmm. Break, break this I'm down trying to explain. Me. I, like, help me understand how I talk white. Like, what? Pardon me. Excuse, Excuse me. me? Mm-hmm. Excuse me. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> so I, I just that that it hurts me. me too. Yeah, I used to get that early on. Like I said, I was with being around mostly white kids. They talk a certain way, so you kind of adapt. You not you don't realize it, but you just that's how it is. And then you adjust to another environment. And they're like, "Welcome to the hood." <laughs> <laughs> so and I lived in a projects in Redmond, so it was like you had to like flip flop. But still, does that mean that you out. can't have proper subject verb agreement? Right. I'm confused. Right. I do it still, but it depends. <laughs> and then, you know, you change how you talk sometimes depending mm-hmm. on who the people Cold are. Cold sweat. Oh, yeah. oh, the hood coming out of it again. Okay. <laughs> what about you? You be switching it up. Huh? Let me find out you be out there switching it up. No, not too much. But like I'm saying, like, when you talk, you start a certain way at work, and when you're at home, you talk another way. But mm-hmm. I think we all do that a little bit. I don't think I do. I don't think I switch it up. I don't use as much slang. Then again, I don't my friends that are listening are probably like, yes, you do. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 if your phone starts blowing up, you <laughs> Yeah, you answer on the phone. Hello, how are you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, because if, I mean, uh, if it's my mom, mm-hmm. I'm like, what up, Madre? And then if it's, or hey, Madre, or, or hey, Padre, I don't know. I don't even call them like, mommy and daddy i call them madre and padre and then it's like but then if it's like any one of y'all that call them like you're that's true <laughs> that's very true and then if it's like somebody else i'm like hey if it's somebody that i know i say so hey. you use different salutations exactly okay bro you was talking about a whole <laughs> you do a whole nah. You sitting here talking about and my hood friends like wait what? Get your hood friends, you be like Nani when I'm in a project. Right. I don't go that far because it don't even sound natural. Gerald, play the tape back. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying like you switch you switch in different environments, but like I said, to a certain degree, I can't go as far because it won't even sound right. People like why are you talking like that? I can't. Right. <laughs> That'll be like on the stoop, like Nami, you know what I'm saying? You feel me? See, and then, and then we see him, we see him at church. He'd be like, praise the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> hey, how you doing? Y'all didn't have a friend that did that though. Like, uh, so I grew up in all white town basically too. And there was a few other black people. But when we go to the hood, they would try extra hard to talk mm-hmm. like, ain't that? And you just be listening, yeah. like, since you didn't say that, I'm doing it. Yeah. Like, so you got the train, you was like, you switched it up on me, and you sound ridiculous. <laughs> That's like the like, one kid that, like, when, when, when he around his parents, he don't say a single curse word, but as soon as he go outside, he'd be letting, mm. letting all the F-bombs off. That's I was like, man, you don't talk like that. I think that happens a lot in the Caribbean, like, I guess you could say, in the Caribbean culture, because I feel like, when I'm around, like... Because it's strict, right? Yes. Yeah, but, like, at the same time, it's, like, you'll hear, like, certain words and your you'll words hear the and accent. accent. Yes. <laughs> yes. Like, I'll be like, yo, they'd, they'd be like, oh, well, I don't hear your mom's accent. I was like, get her mad. She's Jamaican. We, we come we come to visit. She's making food, jerk chicken and all that. She'll, this guy got some jerk chicken. <laughs> <laughs> like, she'll be talking Set right here. Set the atmosphere, Daryl. Go ahead. 
she just talk normal. Like she, she has her accent, but it's not as strong. But when her family members come over, that's mm-hmm. another story. Yeah. Like she turns it on. She just turns the Jamaican up to eleven. Uh oh. Oh. Y'all don't got. Y'all don't got the Jamaican in the, in the group here. No, she my ready. Mom is not even Jamaican. And where does my she's <laughs> website and shoot us an email at info at misperceptionspod.com. We want to hear your feedback, your prayer requests, and your questions. Keep it funky. For all marketing opportunities and interest in sponsorship, you can contact us at our email as well. You can also keep the conversation going by following us on Facebook or Instagram at misperceptionspod, M-I-S-S-P-E-R-C-E-P-T-I-O-N-S-P-O-D, and on Twitter at MP6POD.